follow me. Jesus says, follow me. If you and I want to be authentic Christians, if you and I want to be real disciples, it's actually simple. One thing, just do that. Follow me. If you and I want to go to heaven, if you and I want to avoid the fires of hell, if you and I want to enjoy the presence of God and the fullness of that for which we were created forever, follow me. Yes, Jesus, where am I going? I'm going to my Father's house. Yes, Jesus, where do you live? Like Peter and and I mean, like Andrew and John did in John chapter one. Master, where do you live? In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. So Jesus comes to you and to me today, and he gives us a very simple and very deep invitation. Follow me. But the gospel tells us that um, that sometimes... Following Jesus ain't too easy. It might be simple, but sometimes it's not easy. Because sometimes there are things which get in the way. Okay, let's be honest. Not sometimes, but every day there are things that get in the way. Of a simple invitation, follow me. One of my favorite passages in the scriptures is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And the Bible says this. Let us lay aside every weight and sin and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. When Jesus says, follow me, we ain't supposed to just mosey along after him. But the Bible says we run. We run with perseverance. Because this invitation, the invitation to be a disciple, the invitation to enter into heaven is literally the meaning of life. That's the point. That's why we're here. That's what it's all about. So we devote all of our energies to follow him. But we can't do that if we've got a lot of weight on our backs. We can't do that if we live enslaved to our sins. But for freedom, Christ has set us free. Freedom to do what? Freedom to follow him. Freedom to do what? Freedom to live the kind of life that gives us hope, that gives us peace, that gives us fulfillment, even in the midst of trials. Freedom, even from good things, that just aren't the best thing for us in this season of our life. But laying aside burdens, laying aside sins, is difficult. 
So how do we do that? Or, where, or rather, where do we find the motivation to lay aside these sins and these burdens, to lay aside even the good things, which are just not the best thing for me right now? That's verse 2 in Hebrews 12. We look to Jesus. And that's the key, y'all. To keep our gaze fixed upon Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. That's in John chapter 14. It's not that Jesus is a way among many ways. It's not like Jesus is a truth. That doesn't even make sense. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. If we want happiness and joy, if we want fulfillment, there's only one way to get it. One way. That's Jesus Christ. And so we fix our gaze upon him. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. See, Jesus set his face, the gospel tells us, to go to Jerusalem. And you know what was going to happen to him in Jerusalem? That was going to happen to him in Jerusalem. He was going to suffer and die. He was going to weep over the over Jerusalem and weep over Jerusalem's lack of faith. He was going to sweat blood. He was going to suffer. He was going to be scourged. He was going to be crowned with thorns. And he was going to be crucified. That ain't fun. But Jesus set his face to Jerusalem. Hebrews tells us, for the sake of the joy that was set before him. See, Jesus looked through the cross and saw the resurrection. He didn't ignore the cross. He didn't try to avoid the cross. But he also knew, he also didn't stop at the cross. He looked through the cross and saw the resurrection. Follow me. So what, what's stopping us? Like what's stopping you in particular today, right now? We all have our different stories. We all have our different sins. We all have our different attachments. Like what's stopping you in particular from keeping your gaze fixed on Jesus? What, what things, or what's, what's, what's one thing, Lord Jesus, that I need to let go of today? I can follow you. Sometimes, um, as I said, the, the letting go, sometimes the, um, the thing that needs to be just left behind to follow Jesus is a good thing. I, um, sometimes it's a very good thing. You know, I was, I was ordained a priest uh, just over two years ago, and, and I was assigned to, to St. Francis and, and the cathedral in Homa, and I, I thought that I was going to be at St. Francis for, for two years, maybe three years, and then, then I was going to go to Rome and do uh, postgraduate studies, and then I was going to come back and, and be a pastor or, or whatever, and, um, and I thought that's, that's what 
That's what life held. You know, the bishop called and he said, hey, I'm sending you to St. Francis. I'm like, all right, praise God. Yeah, Jesus, I can follow you to St. Francis. And then four months later, um, Father Mark asked me, he said, hey, would you, would you be willing to come, come back to Christ the Redeemer with me? I said, wow, yeah, I like, like of, of course I will. But man, like that, that, was, a, that was a surprise. And um, it, it, it's, it's because some of you were praying for it, I think. Um, and so it's not that like Christ the Redeemer is better than St. Francis or it's not like St. Francis is better than Christ the Redeemer, but God, Jesus said, follow me. And I, and, and, and I, I didn't have any other choice. It was just the, 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 I mean, I guess I had a choice, but it was just, well, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Because St. Francis was very, very good, but it wasn't the best thing for me for this last year and a half. Because God said, I want you at Christ the Redeemer. And so now, tonight, after 6.30 Mass, I'm going to get in my car, and I'm going to drive to Morgan City, to Holy Cross. And, and I'm, not, I'm not driving to Holy Cross because Holy Cross is any better than Christ the Redeemer, or because Christ the Redeemer is any better than Holy Cross, but I'm, I'm driving to Holy Cross because because God said, follow me. And then where God wants to go is the Holy Cross. And then I'm, I'm going to tell the people at Holy Cross next week, and, and a lot of them already know this, but I'm going to tell the Holy Cross, people at Holy Cross next week that the bishop told me that I'm supposed to make it real clear that I'm only at Holy Cross for a year because uh, if everything goes according to plan, a year from now, I'm, Jesus is saying, follow me, and I'm going to get up, and then I'm going to fly across the ocean. I'm going to go to Rome, and I'm going to do those, those graduate, uh, postgraduate studies. Why? Not because Rome is any better than Morgan City or than Thibodeau or than, uh, or than Homa. Not because uh, any of that. It's all good stuff. But just because Jesus says, follow me, and, and, and that's just what we do. We say yes. We don't make excuses like all those people in the gospel today. We don't let our sins hold us down. Instead, we go to confession. And we humbly receive God's mercy. And we just go to follow after Jesus. I don't know how precisely Jesus is calling you to follow him today. Maybe there is a big decision in your life, and maybe he is calling you uh, to, to move to a different city. But, but for most of us, that's probably not the case. Maybe it's some courageous decision that Jesus is calling you to make in your job. Maybe it's a courageous decision that Jesus is calling you to make for your family. Maybe it's a smaller courageous decision to... Maybe it's something like this. Man, I'm really not looking at Jesus every day. I'm really not taking the time I need to to look at Jesus. So I'm just going to commit to opening up my Bible. Maybe I'll just read through the Gospel of Matthew for five minutes every day. Maybe some of us are praying every day, but, you know, I really only go to confession every once in a while. I'm going to go to confession, and I'm going to start going once a month. 
I'm going to come every I'm going to come once a month on Saturday and I'm going to go to confession regularly. Maybe it's, you know what? We have this adoration chapel and everybody signs up to make like an hour a week and I could do an hour a week in front of the Blessed Sacrament and, you know, if I sign up, that'll keep me accountable to actually doing it. I don't know where Jesus is calling you to more this week. I don't know how Jesus is calling you in this season of your life, like to follow him. I just know where he's calling me today in this season in my life as I pack my car and go to Morgan City tonight. But this call ain't just for me. This call ain't just for priests or, or, um, or people who are consecrated to Jesus. This call isn't just for people who have big moves to make in life, like some of us do. This call is for each of us to be focused, to lay aside anything that takes our focus away. Here's the last thing. St. Augustine uh, once, once wrote a line that, um, that, that the bishop told me about when, when I was just asking him for his advice about uh, about leaving Redeemer and going to Holy Cross and then leaving Holy Cross next year. And, um, the bishop reminded me or put into my mind this line from St. Augustine. Though we depart from one another, let us never depart from Christ. Though we depart from one another, let us never depart from Christ. But as, uh, as our relationship changes and as as we're further away might this time of of different paths i guess in following jesus might this time lead us in fact to be more focused on christ might this time lead us to follow him more closely to receive his call to follow me, to truly be missionary disciples after his own heart and departing from one another. May we never, ever, ever, ever depart from Christ.